And welcome to another uh, Daisy Dukes edition of George Center. Um, I feel like, man, this is two for two now. We're kind of uh, picking very somber topics to to discuss. Uh, Josh and Ryan are with me this evening. And uh, uh, everybody got the news today that uh, Norm MacDonald passed away this afternoon after a battle with cancer, which I had no idea that he had. Mm -hmm. um, Nobody I was, did. I was just used to, to seeing his uh, Twitter feed of sports bets and uh, scores and updates that I personally thought was hilarious. That's the thing that I uh, loved about him the most over the past few years. But I guess uh, we just want to kind of do the same thing that we did when Dusty Hill passed away, which was just kind of discuss this dude and where he occupies you know, our minds as far as the, the cultural landscape, uh, what's y'all's Josh, we'll start with you. What's, what's kind of your earliest memory of Norm Macdonald or kind of where you came to know him from first? Uh, I was really into SNL as a kid right. and I was of the age that basically he was doing weekend update around that time frame, And I just thought he was the funniest weekend update person. Like they, uh, I would catch like reruns on cable primarily. Cause I think it was like, E showed it basically all the time at that time. Like they didn't show it really didn't seem like they showed anything else. Um, so there would just be summer days. Right. I didn't go outside much. Um, <laughs> and I would just watch a lot of Norm Macdonald weekend update or just him in general, those years. And I know a lot of the SNL discussion is kind of like you, if you were of a certain age and it just hit me at the right age. And I just always thought he was hands down the funniest person on SNL. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. He, uh, there's this, there's this term in comedy in standup called walking the room where you intentionally try to get people to walk out. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what the phrase is. And it's like, he was always, even when he's killing, there's this element of like almost like aggressive anti-comedy the yeah. entire time. And it just makes it's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. So it's funny because he's most remembered on his tenure for SNL, obviously, but he also has probably one of the most, you know, sort of interesting exits from the show and sort of, you know, reemergence thanks to it. Um, because back in when he was hosting Week on Update, I'm, for any viewers or listeners of us who aren't aware, he was fired by uh, NBC for, in layman's terms, shitting on OJ so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. When I, I look today after reading of his passing, there is a 30 minute long video on YouTube of him doing nothing but shitting on OJ. It's so good. I watched the yeah. same exact thing. It's like, it, I think the video is titled. If you want to go watch it on YouTube, 35 minutes of why Norm McDonald was fired from SNL. Yep. 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 <laughs> and, and it's so like, and I saw it starts out with him on like some talk show years later and they bring it up and he mentions it. He goes, well, you know, OJ's a great guy. And, and it, like, and everybody <laughs> starts cracking up. Uh, but yeah, like, so somebody at NBC was friends with OJ or yeah, like yeah. an executive or something. I think his name yeah. is Ohamire. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, okay. but he was like an NBC president. I'm actually reading it at this moment. That's, um, that's, that's a great name to be friends with a killer. <laughs> 
um, owe him. But <laughs> so this but, guy, this executive at NBC, was good friends with OJ, and then mm-hmm. OJ murdered his wife and a waiter <laughs> that was bringing sunglasses back to the house. And uh, <laughs> that's what an incredible reason to get fired mm-hmm. is yeah. because you were making fun of a murderer. It's it's so and also the obviously the most ironic thing. Well, a lot of people I remember I think also thought that it might have been Lorne Michaels was the reason why he got fired. And I believe, yeah, he and Lorne did not really get along too well, from what I understand. But years later, after he was fired, he came back to host the show and delivered probably one of the funniest fucking opening monologues i've seen in ages oh, i've least, never seen that i gotta watch yeah, that. i don't think i've seen that oh man yeah and he you can go find it on youtube and it, i don't want to i can't obviously deliver it as well as he could but um he mentions you know that he got fired a few years ago and he said you know i got fired they said for not being funny <laughs> and now i'm asking like why do they want me to come back <laughs> to host the show to host and he said oh and he said it's because they you know they asked me to come back who's not funny to host the show and he said oh it's because the show has gotten really really bad (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of the crowd laughs you can hear a few boos and those boos were coming from the then writers on snl no shit so so he i was like you're proving his fucking point (laughs) you're getting super defensive what year do you know do you remember what year around it was it was around the time that i think when dirty work had was just about to come out or maybe had already been out. oh wow so you we're talking like 98 so like not too long after he i mean when was he fired like 94 uh, or was it earlier about, than that? About so, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was um it was October nineteen ninety October nineteen ninety nine that uh okay. he came in to host the show again. And um it's if you can go find it, it's pretty easy to find. Just type in, you know, Norm McDonald SNL yeah, monologue. Yeah. And um I go back to that once in a blue moon and revisit that. Um I remember actually seeing that I think as a kid and I didn't really understand what he was talking about. I sure. was just like you got fired. I thought you left. I thought you just like left the show. And I'm like, I wasn't aware you could get fired. There's a, there's, it's weird. Like Josh, you were just talking about like watching his, his weekend updates as a kid. And, and like, there was something that spoke to me about him when I was younger as well, before I even understood whether the joke was funny or wasn't funny or whether there were like levels to it just mm-hmm. his delivery itself is what made me laugh. He could have been speaking gibberish, but the way that he delivered the line is what cracked me up. And it still does to this day. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like such a hard thing. Like there's so many Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield jokes that legitimately probably aren't funny, <laughs> right. but that's why they're funny. And also it's just all in how you deliver it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's no better way to explain it. Um, and just that feeling of like tanking, like learning as a kid, like tanking can be really funny. Exactly. <laughs> and it was probably the worst thing for me to learn at that age. Like, and I feel like it's, it's probably Josh, that's 95% of your humor on here. 95% yeah. of this podcast is just you saying something so aggressively unfunny that it becomes goddamn hilarious. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's probably like 
it's really like probably plagues all five of us to a degree. Yeah, like, oh, it, yeah. uh, it you know, oh, it, I'm, but I'm, I'm aggressively unfunny a lot of times. And uh, yeah, so I'll I, agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want if you're looking for pushback, Ryan, you're not going to find it here. <laughs> now, this is why we need the two other co-hosts on there so they can go. Listen, you you're... <laughs> yeah. no, the 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 bombing thing um his ability i mean most famously i think probably the most viral clip of norm mcdonald mm -hmm. is him telling the moth joke on conan i went yeah. back and rewatched that right it's, before it, started it makes me laugh so hard it's never failed to make me die laughing every time i watch it and it's like there it's just there's so many parts to it where like he starts it out and it keeps going and then you you <laughs> settle into it and then you realize you're settled into it and every time <laughs> every time you think it's going to get there and then conan of course like makes it funny because conan's a professional and knows exactly how to play to his guest strengths but norm's just like his ability to to keep a thing going when it should have been over should have and i use that in, in scare quotes or whatever long long ago uh, I don't think there's anybody better than him. I'm hard pressed to think of another comedian that can can keep a uh, uh, without getting to a punchline. Granted, like just strictly because like 99% of that whole video is just him setting this thing up. And that's the funny part. Right. So like yeah. he did all that. He's getting every single one of those laughs without ever telling a punchline. Mm -hmm. which is just like it's just incredible i don't i don't understand exactly how you do it other than look like norm because the way like his actual like appearance and just the timber of his voice are are incredible um just speaking of the voice thing uh this is kind of a little underrated role that he had but he played uh death on family guy uh which i thought is a, a was always a great character on there he was death for the first appearance and then unfortunately was replaced by Adam Carolla. Oh, uh, was it really? Yeah. yeah. I only remember like, man, I only remember the very first couple of seasons of yeah. that show. Well, you remember then when it wasn't completely insufferable. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I uh, think we came here to honor this man. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, <laughs> sorry. Well, sorry. speaking of, speaking of voice work, <laughs> let's cut that uh, out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, speaking of voice work, uh, one of his more recent roles, which I thought was really fucking funny. I don't know. Did you guys ever watch Mike Tyson Mysteries? No, I did not. Right. No, that that is uh, it ran for quite a few years on uh, Adult Swim. And it was an animated Scooby-Doo type esque show with Mike Tyson leading a uh, little <laughs> ragtag group of misfits, including Norm Macdonald voicing. I want to say he was voicing like a like a ghost, um, but it was it, it, he only he could have made that thing work right um yeah and because it's like not everything on that show really hit but god damn like anything he said on there like you just you couldn't help but just crack a big smile did you ever watch the norm show on abc I never I, did. I, I completely had my memory jogged today going back and looking at his IMDb. I remember seeing promos for it. I remember the, the you know, in between commercials and stuff, the laugh track setup and, and punchline moments. But I don't remember much about the actual show. It was like just a workplace kind of show. Um, Lori Metcalf was on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
And it was, I mean, it was not good, but it was just like, it just plug Norm in it, to it this went, thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- it was basically like, it was on NBC, right? It was on ABC. Oh, ABC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a guy who had a little bit of name recognition. It went mm-hmm. for like 54 episodes. I yeah. It's three seasons. So okay, it wasn't right. like, yeah, it, it didn't, this it didn't, isn't a one and done kind of right, thing. Right, like right. it had a little bit of legs, like, but I mean, it was just, if you're a fan of Norm, it's definitely like worth checking out, but that's saying a lot. But I do remember like when I would, when I kind of just figured out who Norm McDonald was kind of like just seeing him pop up and things like, and uh, even like my stepmom was like really into watching Roseanne. And I think the early Roseanne, really the whole original run until they won the lottery or whatever happened right, in the right, later right. seasons, like is one of the best TV shows. Uh, but Norm Macdonald like wrote episodes on Roseanne, like some some really funny ones. There's like one with like a road trip and stuff uh, that I remembered as a kid. Right, right. And then I was like, that was a really I remember thinking that as a kid, it was like that's a that was a really funny episode. And it was written by Norm Macdonald. No like, shit. you know, no just kind of like realizing those things and putting people into like a place, you know. That's that's a that's a thing that you learn as you grow up. Like you don't think about who is create all you see is like the image and the person telling the joke on the the screen in front of you so like mm-hmm. that's the extent of your comedic world then you learn about writers then you learn about stand-ups then you learn about these other aspects of the comedy world that you may not have been familiar with and it's always great to see when you you recognized you know thumbprints on something that you didn't know were there until you got older and you know were able to look up credits and stuff like that uh i actually want to correct myself earlier i've i having not seen the entire run of the show on mike tyson mysteries he voiced an alcoholic pigeon for several seasons (laughs) even better yes even better thank you for that correction yeah we We, we would like to honor the man uh correctly Um, yeah so so uh another kind of of thing that went viral a little bit he was at the roast of bob saget on mm-hmm. comedy central <laughs> and uh it was it kind of became infamous because he like he stood up there from what i remember of it i have not watched it recently it's like a string of like just anti-jokes almost just the most absurdist shit that you could possibly imagine and it's not the raunchy like roasting that you're you're used to hearing at one of these things yeah like the well-wisher joke like the you know well wishes because they wish you could be in the bottom of a well (laughs) the the one of the better things about that which people i don't know if they remember is that when they the roast first starts and they cut to him in the uh, little roasters area, they're like, "What you doing, Norman?" He's reading a newspaper. He's like, "Ah, reading Marmaduke." <laughs> <laughs> He's got the sports section. Yeah. He's holding up the sports section. I actually saw that gift today. Uh, people people were sharing it, and uh, it's I don't know, man. That that dude just had the most, just the funniest air about him at all times. It was like he was never. You know, some comedians, Robin Williams was famous for this, where he was always on. His personality was like turned up to 11 the moment that he was talking to anybody because that he couldn't help but be like that, you know, that 
whenever he was whenever he had an audience he couldn't help but be on you know mm-hmm. norm was like that as well except he was dialed down to about a six at all times it was like it was like <laughs> every conversation i've ever seen him have the other person is not sure if he's fucking with them or not <laughs> which yeah. is just the best absolute best well speaking about um you know being turned to a certain volume uh one of my first things I ever saw Norm Macdonald in, which I'm sure a lot of people around my age will remember vividly is of course, we got to talk about dirty work. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of, I think the most somehow underrated and misunderstood comedies right. as like weird as that might sound. Um, I remember it got absolutely eviscerated when it came out. Uh, people just were calling it like incredibly unfunny saying it was stupid as shit. Um, but I was like, it felt like he, the best part about that film is that he was aggressively trying to not act. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like he was just like, he didn't do anything other than just be Norm MacDonald for that yeah, movie. Yeah. And has so many fucking good jokes in there. Just like, you know, of course, like the dead hooker scene, which I can still laugh at every time I'll see a clip of it. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, Artie, is obviously in it as well, um, mm-hmm. which which probably the funniest thing he's ever been in. Um, I don't know that he has done much else. Um, uh, not really. Don Rickles, fantastic <laughs> yeah. performance uh. from Don Rickles in there. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. And it's just like, you can tell, like Don Rickles, that's another thing I was going to touch on. Don Rickles was a comedian's comedian, right? Mm-hmm. And Norm MacDonald kind of, I feel like, in a different way picked up that mantle because while a lot of my like contemporaries, like the three of us, you know, Dan and Vic as well, we all have a very similar sense of humor as far as what we find funny, but the broader public didn't always get Norm Macdonald's humor, right? They didn't really understand it. But when you ask comedians who, they think is one of the funniest people alive. Almost every time they will tell you Norm MacDonald is one of the funniest human beings that they've ever met. I have legitimately uh, said to myself, I'm like, if you really view Norm in such a positive light and put him in like your top 10, I think you and I are going to be pretty good friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that line and uh, someone, someone actually tweeted it um, like, so he's dead. That's it. Bye. Like at the end of dirty work, just like the, <laughs> Like that feels like that kind of thing where you just like say kind of an obvious thing or just it's so abrupt that it's like that's what's like funny in it. And also in Dirty Work, like you were saying, uh, with Don Rickles, it's like, you know, Chevy Chase is in it. And then there's just Chris, so much Chris, there. Chris Farley. Yeah, Chris Farley. And yeah. it's just like so oh, much is, there. Man. And like even like Jack Warden, uh, who plays his dad that was in like the problem child movies. Um, and it's just like so much of my life, like kind of in one movie. It, like, is, it a, is a who's who like cast. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. absolutely right about that. Um, so Dirty Work, I feel like over the past few years, I've seen him pop up. I, I, I briefly scanned his IMDb and he's got these like, you know, he'll pop up on a, a sitcom here and there. But Dirty Work was kind of like, the peak as far as him and the 
pop culture zeitgeist i feel like like that was his movie similar to probably norm like it became a much more popular film i think probably you know it came out in 98 so then dvds started becoming a thing and with a lot of films around then like big lebowski a couple years later donnie darko these movies didn't do well in theaters and then when you had the price of DVDs come down, these become cult hits, you know, they become people, they, they find a new audience and they become a lot more appreciated. Yeah. I think you also have to remember that he was in that movie screwed that came out in 2000. Oh, do y'all remember man. that? I forgot I, about that movie. That was, I don't think I do. That, that was no, uh, uh, Norm, Dave Chappelle and Danny uh, DeVito. Yeah, man. Yeah, they came out in 2000. Um, that movie I think feels, I, that movie oh, feels like it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I remember seeing yeah previews for that, but I never got a chance to see it. Um, might have to now, though. I'm I'm sure I'm probably it's pretty it's it. pretty wacky. It's not like great per se, but I think probably his most successful series of movies are the Doctor Doolittle movies, where he voices the dog Lucky. Oh, and, that's man! Uh, oh my yeah, god! And three of the movies, like so, he's in the sequel wow. that Eddie Murphy is not even in. Holy shit! Yeah, wait, wait. I bet that paycheck looked so good. Wait, yeah. so is he? Holy was shit. he? Was he in Doolittle, the one with Robert Downey Jr.? No, I mean, because I don't think that doesn't like continue the continuity of that. The, the, the Doolittle multiverse, dude. He's in like so <laughs> many of the sequels. Actually, I said three, but he's in. Uh, okay, so he's in Doctor Doolittle one, two, and three. And three, I think, his daughter takes over. Yeah. And then, and then he's also in. Uh, Dr. Doolittle, Tale to the Chief in 2008. <laughs> and then he's in uh, Dr. Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts in 2009. Holy shit. I did not know this. I, Ryan just made a very stupid joke about Robbie, Robbie Downey Jr. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and the Doolittle multiverse, but you weren't far off. There is a whole like Dr. Doolittle universe that I had no idea existed. I also completely forgot that a number of years ago, I watched a movie that he was in only because he was in it called Vampire Dog. Oh, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that he was in that. That does not sound like a real movie at it, all. It was. It's a family film, uh, which so, makes it makes it all the more bizarre when you you know consider his style of humor. So uh, just the uh, just his project, just his IMDb listings. Um, I guess the most recent thing that he was in was something called Klaus and the Orville, the Mike Dyson mysteries thing. He's in 49 uh, episodes of that. Well, of which the Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like yeah, it lasted, it lasted for quite a while. Like, like I said, if you get a chance to find it, it is pretty, pretty funny. So that vampire dog thing. And then, so he was in the very, uh, panned Jack and Jill uh with adam sandler yeah um, man um uh he was in grown-ups funny people which i've heard is good i've not seen it um so adam adam sandler like had him obviously adam sandler appreciated norm mcdonald um yeah and would would throw him in whatever movie he was doing yeah and it's a different adams it's it's a lot different than a lot of adam sandler it's probably more on the serious side of things right, right. i think the only thing wrong with that movie is kind of the same problem with a lot of apatow movies they're just too long gotcha, like it's gotcha. i think it's like two and a half hours or something like yeah, that it, it feels it, like it. it it was pretty long and i remember actually kind of hating the ending but yeah. uh i 
I, I will say, but it's really good. Yeah, I will say what's somewhat amusing about that movie, and this will just be really quick, is that movie is all about a comedian, basically about a comedian whose life is kind of someone in shambles and about he's like, I don't want to keep doing these really dumb movies, blah, 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 blah. And then the movie he followed that up with was fucking Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. Never saw um, uh, let's see. Dr. Was he in the Was he in the first Juice Bigelow? I, I think I, he I, was I, too. I'm just going down the IMDb backwards. Uh, the animal, <laughs> which yeah. was that uh, that oh, Rob Schneider. But I, in the, I saw yeah. that in a theater. In the animal, he plays the role that Rob Schneider usually plays. The uh, you can do it. Role. Does he really? Yeah. yeah. That is such a weird like. I I want to see I, I want to see like a a multiverse like uh cork board with the red strings from like place to place with all the people that have yelled that out in movies and and how they all connect. Uh, screwed. He was on a couple episodes of the Drew Carey show. He was in Man on the Moon with Jim mm-hmm. Carey, but he's uncredited in that. Um, yeah. He might have been like a, a nightclub host or like an open mic host or something. Yes, he was in Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo as the bartender. He's uncredited in that, which uh, I don't blame him a bit for not wanting his name <laughs> tied to that one. Did a couple episodes of News Radio. He was in The People versus Larry Flint. Of course, Dirty Work. Um, Larry Sanders show, Billy Madison. That's another mm-hmm. one where he's just like, he's he's just like throughout that whole movie, I think. Um, and then before that, it's just a lot of stand up specials, but, uh, yeah, had just a very interesting career, particularly for, again, the amount of respect that the comic world and stand ups, uh, like the, the air in which they talk about Norm Macdonald and his comedy is, is something that you don't hear very often because it's basically universal praise. And he didn't have this like legendary career, like a lot of stand-up comics, you know, that, that you would put, you know, the Richard Pryors, the George Carlins, uh, you know, prior to all the shit that went down, the Bill Cosby's, you know, like that, that type of level, Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah. He, he had a, he had a style that really like I mean it was witty and deadpan but if you try to describe it to anybody who isn't really familiar with it it's like it doesn't even really fit it's like I remember I was talking to a coworker tonight about it because I read about his passing on my lunch break today and uh, I came back trying to talk about hey you know how much this guy meant you know but you should check him out and I still don't really think I did a very good job. Um, and I just said, just fucking Google him. I was like, just Google him, go YouTube him. Don't let me try to repeat his jokes. It's hard to, ex- yeah, 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 yeah. Repeating a Norm Macdonald joke is like trying to sketch out the Mona Lisa, like, you know, or like some <laughs> great work of art on the back of a napkin. Like there's too many components about him and his delivery that you can't replicate. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things with someone like uh, Norm Macdonald is like, what I'm thinking of now is like, you know, the character uh, Dave on Kirby Enthusiasm, Super Dave that passed away. Yeah. yeah. Um, just Dave almost Osborne. like, yeah, just those guys that pop up for a second right. and they do like the best little bit. Like, I mean, Kevin Nealon a lot of times is yes, that guy yeah, like that's kind of the least you can see Kevin Nealon is probably the best. And I mean that in the best way. Like, it's like just that little gem that they're able to provide like these 
they're almost like character actors, you know, but they're just, they add so much with so little and it completely agree. Yeah. I, I think somebody who is kind of turning into that, but I think was overexposed is Ray Romano. Um, when he pops up in something and just has a couple of lines or like maybe he's a character in a show or in a movie, but he's, he's like, you know, his, he's got one or two lines every seven or eight scenes. It's exactly how much you want of Ray Romano and he crushes every line and then he's done. And that's what Norm Macdonald did. I think a lot of like Ray Romano's show on CBS was so huge. And since he was the main character, I think your batting average obviously goes down when you have that much exposure or you have to carry a show. And I think that's probably why you know the norm show i don't know i gotta go back and watch it but like him being the main character throughout a whole show he didn't get to do his little like for instance uh conan o'brien when his show was going off the air the one where he was the actual tonight show host very briefly for like those six months uh norm shows up on his show and he brings a gift i I just watched this too and it's so fucking funny (laughs) so he he shows up with a gift basket and uh and conan's all excited and stuff and he he sets the gift basket down and he uh he says he says i see you see you brought me a a parting gift he goes no that's not what that is at all he goes i uh i uh i've had this basket for uh, about six months now uh, and he's like, why didn't you bring it? You've been on the show like three or four times. He goes, kept forgetting about it. Just wanted you to know, it cost me $60. I wouldn't open it now. It probably <laughs> smells horrible. And like, and he read the card, the note, and, and he was only there for like maybe two minutes before they went to commercial break. But he opens this card and he says, dear Conan, congratulations on the new show. This is the smartest move NBC has ever made. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong. You're the king of late night now. <laughs> and, and like Conan is laughing harder and harder with every line. You can tell it's like genuine laughter. And then they break for commercial and that was his entire thing. It was just the perfect amount of screen time for that dude. There was a brief uh, appearance he made and I didn't, I don't think I'd ever seen this or if I had, I completely forgot about it. Back in the mid 2000s, he was on The Daily Show when John Stewart was still the host. And it, you know, about maybe like a minute and a half, he had John Stewart almost crying from laughter and saying, Please don't do this again. Because he brought up the fact that Steve Irwin had just passed away. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I can't do it as well as him, but he was just like, People would probably be like, oh, like the crocodile hunter. Like he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like for crocodile hunter, he lived to a pretty good age. <laughs> I can picture him delivering that line. God damn. Okay, I got. There's so many clips. We in the group chat after we get off of here, y'all send yeah. me your favorite clips and and let's just share them and kind of remember the dude. We'll uh we'll stop it there and uh and wrap it up. Oh Ryan, you got something else? I will say easily my favorite uh, late night appearance ever on any show was from him. And it was when he basically hijacked the interview with Courtney Thorne Smith on Saturday Night Live when she was there to promote the Carrot Top movie. And he... Oh, chairman of the board? Yes. And 
God, it is Josh like, with the quickness. I will, I will watch it at least like once a month, and it never <laughs> stops. It never stops making me laugh. It All is right, so hell fucking yeah. funny. We'll, check uh, that out. we'll share that link from the the Jort Center account. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, rest in peace to a, a legend, and I will miss his completely deadpan non-joke twitter feed <laughs> where it's yeah. just him saying 100 to 83 <laughs> uh, plus two points on the back end <laughs> like just no, just just straight gambling that was a work in art of itself and I, I i feel like not enough people appreciated that twitter feed uh because it was as deadpan and hilariously anti-funny as it can possibly be before I mean, as we go out uh listen to his episode of wtf episode yes, like he talks absolutely. so much about like his gambling issues and like <laughs> um so much about, yeah there were times um that i felt like i was like do i have to unfollow norm mcdonald on twitter because it's just like sports scores but yes. i'm glad i didn't and i'm gonna miss it yeah you know amen yeah. amen all right r.i.p to norm mcdonald thanks for listening we'll see you next time